Welcome to Saka! Erupting blunt launcher! Joy Gundam! Then you've got like African American Peter Parker in space, and you've got like. <laughs> There's a battle happening between the Rebel Alliance and the Empire, and then you see Jar Jar run by and get shot in the back. And that's it! <laughs> sack up, sack up, sack up! I am Steve, and with me here today... Addison Waldo! Kenneth Sack up, nerds. Welcome to Sack Up. I'm Steve. I'm Addison. And I'm Kev. And it is Sunday, May 31st. This is episode 22 of Sack Up. Just out of college. Just out of college. We're exiting college, and now life will go on in a monotonous drone until we die. Yep. Folk going to be driving towards buying a house. No. Having some kids. Not with all that student loan debt. That's, that's true. <laughs> well, that never pays off, and that's why you get stuck at, like... Middle and middling, middle class, barely able to afford a house, and you'll never, you'll never, and you'll never actually own it. No, nope, never actually own it, and then you die. Yep. Welcome to Sack Up, America. America. <laughs> um, Ken's back with us. Missed you last week, man. How, how was? Did you go to San Diego or South Dakota? San Diego. Okay, San much Diego. better than South Whoa. Dakota. SD. For future reference. Yeah, it's San Diego. <laughs> it's the state code for South That's Dakota. That's true, it is. I, yeah. just, I couldn't think of what you would possibly need to do there for business. Who like? Is there any Fortune 500 companies in South Dakota? No, but if you had companies that operations there. So, like, South Dakota yeah, and North Dakota true. have, like, I'm sure it's large... sure cheap to live there and everything, so... Uh, no, I mean, there's that, but I think mostly they, they had, there's a lot of oil in those areas. Like, so my company, the reason I had to go to North Dakota last time was my company does a lot of fracking in that area. So. At least the company you're auditing, not KPMG. <laughs> right. KPMG, diverse Yeah, I'm gonna build an oil baron. But yeah, they. Uh, there will be blood, KPMG. <laughs> there's a uh, there's a lot of oil over there, so I, theoretically, I don't know. But in South Dakota, you could you you'd have companies out there, like not their headquarters, but their operations be out there. Mm. You have to visit. No, but I went to San Diego for training, where I learned how to be a better auditor. Even though I knew everything they taught me. So in reality, it was just me on my laptop doing work. That's what I love when companies send me emails that are like, watch our webinar about security. I'm like, I already know everything you're going to tell me because you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And I well, do. They, they knew what you were talking about. A lot of stuff they're trying to implement, like, it wasn't applicable to my clients. So there's right. a lot of stuff where I was like, okay, whatever. Or, like, a lot of stuff they're trying to teach, like, I've already done. So it just worked. Is a lot of, like, I remember when you first started with KPMG, you did a lot of training stuff. You had, like, the work laptop, and they just had all of these I still do webinars. Tra- I, I that still you do had. a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Why? Always going to be training. training you. 
to train you on what? I mean, is there that much to learn? I guess. Yeah. I mean, I guess there's things to learn. It's a job. <laughs> well, but there's that. There's stuff to learn, obviously, and you're obviously always going to be learning. But it seems like they just have an infinite wealth of like you'll never master this job, no matter how hard you try. Like that's kind of true. There's just a lot. Of well, stuff. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's so variable. Like between two companies, right? You may need to know a completely different way of doing something. That's true. Well, accounting is very like. There's a lot of like technical pieces to accounting, and on top of that, like each industry has different stuff. So yeah. they teach you that, but they also teach you like soft skills, and then there's also stuff on like just how to use the technology of the firm. So if the firm comes out with new technology, there's a training for that. So, now, how can I get a job at the firm making the new technology? That's what I want. Yeah, uh, you'd probably have to move to New Jersey, but there's oh, never do mind. they make their own technology? Does KPMG or do they outsource it? It's a little bit of both. Mostly like in house. <laughs> it's most mostly in house, but like stuff like their payroll system, stuff like they've got certain like market go to market tools. It's, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's outsourced. So yeah, I just remember a lot of Penny. oh no, poop or piss definitely a piss. So everyone and the penny doodle strikes again. Yep, and she comes back. Penny rubber, the pottier lane, rubber face in it. No. Do not do that. That's actually the worst thing you can do. That's like really bad because it doesn't teach him anything. No, I'm not doing it for teaching. I just want to. You just her. want to rub stuff in her face. That's that's lovely. Oh, I'm just Penny, kidding. Why? I like your dog. Oh, She's too cute to be funny. All right, we're gonna be taking a piss break for a second. Body yeah. <laughs> break. Wait, wait. We'll just cut it out. What's I that? am the goat lord. No, what was that book where the dudes? Animal and not animals. Uh, was it animals? The where the what were they called? Look that up right now. What? Just look up Animorphs. I need to see one word to be sated. But seriously, doesn't he look like the Animorph dude? Just carrying a spirit? An Andalite. That's what it's called. The dude's... The, the weird horsemen... Like centaur With dude? the vagina mouths and the fucking... Their tails are scorpion tails and they are super fast. God. And they fight the hork bajur and the yurks. The hork bajur, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's then like... One An Andalite. One of them gave him powers yeah. to, like, you know. Well, Axe's, uh, Elfangor came. Elfangor. Elfangor? <laughs> came, and he had the, the cube, and he gave him he, these, like, you know, alley kids who, <laughs> wrong side of the yeah. track, group of diversity. <laughs> and he's like, here, touch this cube. This isn't weird or anything. <laughs> and they're like, Okay. And they did it. Now they can transform into animals. But if they stay transformed too long, they lose their minds. They become permanently yeah. animals. Didn't one of them? Didn't like the girl become a hawk? Tobias became a hawk. Yeah, like a did. permanent hawk. But then he found and a way to come back. Then they gave they recubed him so he could transform back into a human. Yeah, those were good books, man. I remember reading <laughs> them as a kid. They were awesome. They were okay, but they got so like convoluted and stupid that at the end, like I had no idea what was going on. Because it gets fucking like real at the end of that series. They're in a spaceship fighting, and the girl Rachel turns into a grizzly bear to fight. The, the Yerk soldiers, and they literally k- like kick her into an airlock and jettison her into space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah. <coughs> like, it's so crazy shit. It's so weird. That's rad. Okay, so we're back. Um, been, I've, we're still raising a puppy, and she still pees on the carpet sometimes, because that's what puppies do. 
So a little bit of a distraction. Here, Penny. Ready? Can she sort of fetch now? She's actually really good at it. It well, depends. It is in her blood. She's literally that is literally the like defining trait retriever, dude. Yeah, yeah. She fetches all the time now. Like that's like one of her main games. It's a good way to tire her out quick too. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, um, yeah. I just think that like with the training and stuff, I remember you doing that's so gonna fall over so fast. Perfect. Um, I remember just with the training that you guys, uh, that you were doing when you first started, it was like, here's how to write things off and expense things, and here's how to use the company credit card properly. And, like, is that still the stuff you're learning, or is it more just, like, well, no, new software? Yeah. Mostly it's just new, like, technical topics. Stuff, like, I'm going to have to do when I get on my clients now. Gyro. Get that gyro. Gyro CM. Yeah. Or, as the Greeks might call them, the Eurocopter. The Eurocopter. That's or the Peruvians. Yeah. Eurocopter. Euromead. Euromead. We're watching. Put on where the. Huh? I don't think Euro. Euro. G's are. G's are. Is that what they call it too? It's, well, G's well, are like. It's probably like Hero Meat. Hero. The Hero Meat. Hero Meat. Which hero? Uh, Hero. <laughs> Duh. Muerda. It is the Hero Copter. Hero Copter. more like Russian. But in any case. Hero Copter. The Hero Copter. So we've been watching a shitload of Dota. Obviously, that's why we the TI five qualifiers are um, almost wrapped up. I think is this Southeast Asia that's going on right now. No what team idea. is it? I've never heard of Nip first thing up. It's it's Europe. Europe. Yeah, so there's still Asia to go. Yeah, SCA. Although you can't do your predictions on your compendium anymore, as I found out last night when I bought one. No. So I'm not allowed to do my predictions. Stop. I need to do the prediction for most picked hero, which will be Leshrac. Because Leshrac has, yeah. has been picked in almost every game I've watched in the qualifiers. I think I a pain, and I actually think it might. Plop gets banned a lot. I don't. I see her get picked, but I don't actually see her in game as much as I see Leshrac. Oh, it's still wet. It's um. That's the cleaner stuff. Plop gets picked a lot. Yeah, but I don't know. It's. Uh... So uh, we've been, yeah, we've, we've just been, we're back on the Dota bandwagon hard, trying to play as much as we can, whenever we can. I just like watching it. Yeah. And like, obviously, the international is like the best place for, it's like the best time to get good, easy to find, and easy to watch Dota matches. Because yeah. like, during the rest of the year, you kind of have to like search for those random tournaments. Yeah. Well, there's like, uh, there apparently there's, there's a league too. Uh, yeah, Star League, I think. Yeah. yeah, there's like an oversaturation they've talked about a little bit, but... The most interesting matches happen during the internationals for me. What do you mean an oversaturation? Um, I mean, I've been reading a lot on the Reddit and stuff because um, I was doing research for one of the news stories today that like there's oversaturation, like that there's just so many tournaments happening that there's like too, it's just too many. But uh, I don't know how true that really is. It's it is always easy to find a Dota tournament, which is nice, but it's not always the best team. Hey, nope. The best teams or anything like that. I'm getting gnawed on by my. I don't know. Team. I mean, Starladder was like a month ago, and that had. Well, I think the problem with Dota teams is that these teams are not very fixed. They're constantly changing. Yeah. yeah well, there's going to be a pe- mess. You have people leaving just because of the nature of esports, and that money is hard to come by. Yeah. You just have all these. You have players moving from team, but like Navi this year is not the same Navi as last year. You know. No. Like at all. Same thing with like. There's a lot of different things. So. It's hard to be like. Oh, I just want to track these teams, see how they do, because throughout the year, these tournaments, like, these teams mean nothing to me, because they're, like, new teams that got created, like, five months ago. I just want to see their play. I don't care about anything else. And I hate the name Void Boys. I don't know why it bothers me. 
Void well, Blades? Yeah, they're dumb. It's we're the Lost Boys of Dota. Is that what that really That was, was NAR. No. <laughs> NAR yeah, is the Lost NAR. Boys. Yeah. North American Rejects version 2. <laughs> Reject version 2. Mark 2. Um, <laughs> Mark 2 of Reject Suit. So what have you guys thought about as far as watching the international qualifiers so far? What do you mean? I mean, just what are your guys' ideas about what you're seeing in the meta? Too much, less red. And uh, just the, the general play, like play in general. What do you guys know. think? It's still the same problem generally of the same, you know, fifth of the people are the only heroes that get picked with like one outlier every so often, like Undying or Brood. Not necessarily. I find that, to be honest, I find that the regions tend to be that way. I like, I'll go to, every time I watch a different region, I feel like there's a different set of heroes they like to play with, yeah, which is well, pretty cool. That's but consistent with the idea of the sort of regional meta, right? Well, because they're playing against each other more often than not, so... Like the it was it must have been South this wasn't even the qualifiers, this was the summit. And they were playing it was like Southeast Asia and the, the team was like it was like a Dragon Knight, a Broodmother, um shit. No, I forget who they were. But they were just like really random people that like I had like never seen before. And it worked really well. Those guys were like yeah. dominating, you know. So. I just it's that sort of the same problem that we were talking about last time we talked about this where the reason people don't play those heroes is a lot of times you know for one thing everyone has their small set of heroes that they play and get good at and that usually overlaps in in the pro scene because there are there is a tier list right but you're also having to make like counter picks and stuff and people don't really get creative with those very often which is sad to me but what you gonna do yeah, I haven't really seen a solid strategy yet. I feel like a couple times we'll be watching North America qualifiers. I guess, like, NAR particularly would do a lot of, like, no-carry, heavy, like, rap strategies. Yeah. The return of rap. It just seems a little weird to me. I don't know. I feel like for the most part, I'm mostly used to pretty standard, like... It's, like, a very aggressive meta. Like, it's all about just, like, ganking... Really what it comes down to aggressive meta with games that last like 50 minutes <laughs> well it used to I mean so you have the old old style where it was like 4 plus 1 you don't see that as much because you don't really see heroes so like like we watched a game where Animage got picked and that's like a pretty fucking rare. ruined too well he, 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 the Animage did fine the problem was that in the wow. in the time it took for Animage to, to go, come online essentially like his the other team had won enough team battles that he alone wasn't enough anymore you know yeah. So you see a lot of, you kind of seeing some like Ooh, semi-carries be picked like Gyro and Shadow Fiend, where they're like, they can, they can carry, so like a farm, a fully farmed enemy would wreck a fully farmed Gyro or a fully farmed well, especially Shadow with Fiend. particular abilities. Or, or even if you replace it with any other like hard, hard carry. Like well, but who else is a hard, hard carry? Like Medusa's a hard carry. Medusa, I've never seen anyone like, play. Like <laughs> uh, Void, Void is a really hard carry. Faceless Void? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, P- we learned PA, that last night. PA is, like, one of the harder carries. Although, you play her more of a mid-game carry. It's kind of weird. But, like, scale up, she's, like, unstoppable. So, well, you've got a couple heroes that... Or, like, Chaos Knight is a very hard carry. Sven is a very hard carry. So, like... Sven. Poor Sven. So, you you got these carries, like, they have certain skills that will enable them. Like, Gyro's really good because of Barrage, but Barrage stops scaling after a period of time. Yeah. Because it's set damage. He's got a stun... And there's ult obviously, but that's all set damage. Whereas like Sven's got just 
cleaves and percent health, and like PA's just got a percentage of her crit, or her damage is a huge crit, and she's got blur, which is percentage dodge. Void is a percentage bash. So you've got certain skills that like will just once you get the items, they'll well, be by that logic. Them. Where's the spirit breaker hard carry? <laughs> Greater bash and the worst ultimate in the game. Um, spirit breaker actually has been picked a lot. Actually. I saw. Well, I know, he's, he's not a carry. He's they, Everyone plays him as a No, I think the reason... Well, sucks. he's more like an initiator. He... I don't know why he actually doesn't really... He, it's something about his, his stat allocation. He doesn't really scale that well. Well, he doesn't scale, and his ultimate is literally just like... A, you know, pay 200 mana to proc Greater Bash once. Lol. <laughs> I think it's actually like two times Greater Bash. No, it's one. Is it one? You just... You can like do it from a, a 900 range or something, but it's still not like... But you're seeing a lot more, like, intellect heroes where the, the game is them trying to just win the game. Or, like, dominate the early game, the mid-game, and you just get the point where, like, the teams, even if you have a better carry, can't survive. You see that a lot. So. What about you, Steve, as you continuously play with your dog? Yeah, I know. I'm just trying to keep her occupied. Having a pen, or have, having a penny, having a puppy, man. She's constantly in trouble. She's uh, our the, the breeder described it as her being in her terrible twos, where she's just getting to the point where she's really chewing stuff and really running around. So, um, a lot of what I've seen, um, like I said, it's longer meta, which I like. Uh, your like your average game is forty five to fifty minutes. There's been some that have been seventy five. Um, I haven't seen a lot of shutouts, which has been nice. Although I've seen a few, there have been some where like I've seen, I saw. Nar versus complexity. Nar just crumbled. They just they just crumbled. They got fucking ruined. Yeah, it wasn't even close. Um, no. The gyrocopter meta has been really interesting because you've seen you would see gyrocopter before, but he's a, a very often played carry now. Um, so I picked him up last night and was learn learning how he works, and he's a lot of fun. Was that he's just like shadow feeding the fact that like nobody they they come online a lot quicker than other harder carries do. You don't need as many items. Like, literally, Gyro, if you have a BKB and a mask, you're pretty much good to go. Yeah. Or uh, the Helmet Dominator. Helmet Dominator, yep. You're pretty much good to go for, like, levels, like, 13 to, to like, 20, you know? So, and he's got a lot more utility, where some carries just don't have, like, they have no teamfight capability until they get strong. Whereas, like, Gyro at least can, like, at least launch his rockets and... Launch a stun, right? Call down and rocket stun, yeah. So, yep. at least, like, even if he himself is under-farmed and can't do much, he at least can affect the outcome of the battle. Same thing with Shadow Fiend. I mean, he's usually more mid, but Shadow Fiend can get strong a lot quicker. Well, we were... That's the thing, though. We were trying... We were trying to, uh... Lane together, because I had never played CM before. He didn't play Gyro, so we wanted to just, you know, make sure we... Take advantage of our communication, but every game we went into, people were like, Gyro mid! Gyro mid! <laughs> like, we had a dude whose name was only Chinese, who was like, Gyro mid! Again, Gyro mid! <laughs> it's like, alright, well, I guess I guess I'm just offlaning with some fucking. I offlaned with an alchemist for one game, which actually didn't which turn sucked. out that badly. Well, did we, we win that one? Yeah, we it's did. Because Faceless Void, Faceless came Void yeah. and Alchemist just got super farmed after. I was like level fourteen and everyone else was twenty five, but I had managed we like edged Ricky and uh, Lena out of the lane we were in enough that Alchemist was just like, by the way, I've got like Mjolnir at, at twelve minutes or some shit. Like it's fucking far. 
Yeah. So the so one of the things with the meta though is that like I love playing Dota, and I know my heroes that like I'm good at, but I feel underqualified to talk about the meta overall because there's so much to learn. It's it's complex. I mean, it's you have to know like every interconnection for every hero and why their picks are counter picks and stuff, and it's just a lot to know. Yeah, like I don't know which heroes directly counter like other heroes, like. <laughs> I couldn't tell you off the top of my head two heroes that counter another or like one hero that counters another hero or anything like that. So well, like Slaughter counters Bounty Hunter. Why? Because Slaughter's old reviews ability. Oh, okay. Or same thing with like Ricky. Or Bounty Hunter counters so like Bounty Hunter tracks like he counters invisible heroes, so does Slardar. Like Pugna counters casters. <laughs> All casters, but high mana casters. Like mm-hmm. his nether ward at max will do twice the mana cost of an Damage to equal twice the mana cost to use to activate your spell. Like Solar Flare or whatever that thing is, Astral Flare, whatever Skyrath Maze's ultimate is. All of them. It costs 600 mana. He's dead. So literally, he casts it once, he's, he loses 1200 life. So, like, Pugna is just like a veritable, just like hard counter. So, like, you have, I mean, you have people like that. So, there's just, just a variety of stuff. Like, anyone, like, the way to silence, like, any mage is... The way to kill any mage is get someone with a silence. So, like, Skyrath's really good against them, so he can blink away. Yeah. Or people that have, like, certain, just, like, escape skills, Skyrath or something with a silence. You know? I don't know. It's all... There's nothing... There's not very many heroes that are, like, one-on-one hard counters, you know? But there are... They have certain abilities. Like, class counters, almost. Yeah. I mean, you even just have, like, items that are straight up. Or, like, you know, you've got, like, Fan Lancer... Is a strong carry, but like Sven's a good counter because he has cleave, so he just will attack one of them, and he can still be hurting the real one, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, but that's not even the meta. That's just like countering stuff. I mean, a lot of times you're choosing heroes based on like their utility and their synergy between heroes and against picks on the other team. <laughs> I feel like I will never talk to my children in like child voice. You will while they're children. No, no. It changes you as a man when you have a child or child analog. <laughs> no, I've talked about it with Gina. Like, we would talk to our kids like normal kids. Um, I don't know. I'll probably talk to them in the, the kitty voice until they're, until they're, like, of an age where it's not appropriate to talk to them like that anymore. But, I don't know. It's a gen- it's a genteel way to speak to them, I feel like. <laughs> so, since we're on the, since we're on the Dota topic, um... There is a lot of rumors that have basically been confirmed that Valve is planning on bringing all of its major tournaments in house. And meaning what? I've seen this being said, but no one's given a straight answer. So to what that actually means. Do you know how Blizzard has absolute control over all of the major StarCraft tournaments that happen now? No. I so did the, not know Blizzard that. did the same thing. Blizzard basically, there were all these tournaments that were happening locally that people were organizing, um, and that were that were like uh, like really popular with the fans. Uh, and then Blizzard decided that they really wanted to get in and, and start really monopolizing, uh, like really start making money off of StarCraft as an eSport. So they brought on WCS. And what they did is they took all of those events, like the really major ones, added some, and then basically divided it up by region and brought all those people from the different regions, like basically contributed money and uh, and pro- like production value and stuff to all of the major broadcasts and made it like super legitimate. But it essentially killed the the independent the grass thing. yeah the the independent like grassroots scene was just is dead in StarCraft. There is WCS and that's it. 
Uh, League of Legends is the same way. LCS is the only major competitive circuit for, for League of Legends now. There's no there's no grassroots League of Legends competitions that happen or anything like that. And so the same thing, uh, Valve is doing the same thing, where they originally were saying, we're going to host major tournaments around the state, around the country uh, after the international. Um, like between internationals, we're going to have all these tournaments that are going to be like international qualifier tournaments. They're going to be major tournaments. We're going to boost the prize pool. And they said, we're going to work with local uh, organizers and stuff like that to make this happen. And then a lot of rumors have been saying that they're just like, you know, we're going to run everything by ourselves. We're going to cut the local organizers out and every big tournament is going to be run exclusively by Valve. And what a lot of people are saying is that's going to kill the grassroots scene. And that's why we were talking about earlier with the oversaturation of tournaments. It'll be helpful because there are so many tournaments, but it will kill things like Star League, which like a lot of people really like Star League. And some of those other independent leagues that do really yeah, well. Yeah, but those if they if those things want to survive, then they get on the bandwagon, right? If you want to exist, then you say, "All right, well, we need to work with Valve. It may not be as profitable a venture as it was before, or something." But it's that or die. Right? Well, you basically would get abs- you would get absorbed into Valve or into Valve. That's kind of the only way I fail to, to see an issue with that. Well, I think for a lot of people that might be a good op- a good option. Like you know, if someday Nintendo decided to that they were going to run all major tournaments for Smash and get super involved in it, I guess our hope would be that they would one day want to buy Sat Gaming or absorb Sat Gaming and stuff like that. You know, so it's probably good. It's in a way it's good for those organizers, but a lot of people are upset because it's going to hurt. They think it's going to hurt the grassroots scene. It's going to make competition. Uh, it's make it harder for newcomers to show up and stuff. I don't, I don't know. But that's one thing. That's one major thing Valve has been talking about recently. A lot of people are kind of upset about that in the community. I think it wouldn't be a terrible thing because I don't like watching a lot of the grassroots tournaments for Dota. I like watching the international. That's mainly it. Like that's when I get. The, I have like like this is the season for Dota for me, right? I, I play a lot of Dota from May to September because that's when the international hype starts happening, and I also have more time over the summer and whatnot. So. Yeah, I don't know. I'm. I hope that some of the smaller leagues survive just to fill the gap because I like watching Dota stuff. Like, yeah, there'll always be Dota cinema, I guess. But I like seeing pro play. You know, I like seeing how do people rarely and when they pick them play the heroes that I like. You know, like what what do I? What can I take away? And then just seeing the crazy shit that happens, like. You know, we we had a fight last night in in that lane where Steve got away from a team fight with 15 health. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I wanted it at the exact moment. I was like, Ugh! I just, like, flew away. You know, barely. Copped and fly away. Yeah, I barely made it out. It was so awesome. Well, and it was, like, because uh, who was it that was trying to kill you? Bounty Hunter. Yeah, Bounty Hunter. We had this big team fight. <laughs> Bounty Hunter's coming for Steve, and I I literally just, like, iced him. So, like, Steve trying to get away, Steve's like, fuck that. Turns around, is like, by the way, Rocket Barrage! <laughs> just killed him, and like, yeah, like, he literally, he hit me, and his crit went off, so I had, like, 20 health, and yeah, it's like, you know, I was like, and totally murdered him, and then I had to get out of the creep way before it killed me. It was so close. <laughs> but the, but that's the place I like to, I mean, it's fun to play them, but I love seeing them, you know, all the crazy shit that happens. Yeah, exactly. So... That's, uh... <laughs> is that the, the that gyro? The gyro rocket. rocket. Some guy TP'd out, so it's chasing him to the end of the time. Yeah. Okay, so, um... Only political thing I want to talk about this week 
is that Arizona has has once again found itself the hotbed of racism in in America. It's not racism, the, like Islam. With the, the Phoenix Mosque debacle that basically happened. It's we talk- not racism, though. That's hatred against a specific religion. That's not a race. Mm-hmm. That's true. Religionism. But I think that there's racism tucked in there because they're talking about how, like, all Muslims are goat fuckers and stuff like that was one of the things that people that had signs that were like, goat fuckers! Like, <laughs> well, they didn't, didn't they have, like, a white supremacist biker gang show up or something? Yeah. They had oh, a guy wearing, a, they got, had a guy wearing a Spetsnaz shirt. Like a storm, like an SS stormtrooper shirt that said like wonderful, and it said because I sent you that picture, and that's what the one that said winter underneath it, and it uh, said uh, support your local white boy, and it had yeah. an SS symbol on it. And stuff. SS is not Spetsnaz or too. whatever it is. Schutzstaffe, Schutzstaffe, the the death squad, the death squads from the Nazis. Yeah. yeah. So essentially, there was this whole thing that happened with uh, here in Phoenix at the beginning of May uh, in Garland, Texas. Someone hosted an anti-Islam rally. And no. Not an anti-Islam rally. Draw a Muhammad contest. That's not anti-Muslim Islam rally. That's freedom of expression that they won't tolerate. Okay. Continue. So, so someone draw. Someone hosted a draw. A, draw the prophet. Yeah. So they hosted a draw the the prophet Muhammad contest in Garland, Texas, and everybody like it caused this huge uproar, of course, and people are mad because anytime you draw the prophet. Islam, the people of Islam, not all the people, but especially the conservative, the, is the right-wing extremists of Islam get angry. And, um... Well, not even that right-wing. Like, <laughs> unless you're a pretty liberal Muslim, you're taking offense to someone drawing the Prophet. It's it's one. It's a, one of the, the Ten Commandments, if you will, right? That's yeah. one of the big sins, so... It's like having a Jesus-bashing party. But I feel but like... Christians don't take it that yeah. way. They don't shoot you up for having a Jesus-bashing party. Some yeah, of them might, but not not, not anymore. The majority, it's not yeah. That, anymore, it's not that yeah. time anymore. So they had this draw the profit uh, event in Texas, and two dudes showed up and tried to shoot the place up. But one and police officer, <laughs> one police officer, just headshotted both of them. It was pretty crazy. He was like one guy with a four, a Colt, like a forty-five, like a Colt forty-five, and just blew the two guys away like instantly the moment they well, got that's out what of the you car. Fucking it was pretty get. nuts. Um, but that that prompted some local redneck here. Uh, in Arizona to decide that he wants to have a, a freedom of speech rally round two at the Phoenix Mosque and encouraged everyone to bring guns because our First Amendment rights were probably going to come under attack there. So there was this huge rally and of course it made national news and basically like it was just the, it was just like this huge scene and it just it, it really bothers me and here's the thing like I agree with the whole freedom of speech thing and the to a certain extent the anti the way that they're speaking about that is particularly in Islam because Islam's attempts to eradicate free speech are unacceptable in my opinion like in any place with Sharia law free speech is not allowed yeah, among other things and I don't believe that that's acceptable and I think that that we should not be afraid to do things like draw the prophet Muhammad because you should never be afraid to criticize any religion ever uh, but this guy who was organizing this thing was not the person that should have been organizing it. He was like just above functionally retarded. If well, I that. feel like he was organizing to be antagonistic, though. He was. Like, at some point... But you are completely... Your First Amendment protects you for being provocative. 
It doesn't matter if you provoke someone. They are not allowed to come at you. But it wasn't for the reason of protect, protecting free speech. I like It literally seemed like he just wanted to shoot somebody. That's all he seemed. Wow. He, like, and I'm sure in some deep corner of his racist heart there <laughs> exists that desire. But but what do you mean about like just particularly organizing it to be antagonistic? And Well, it's like, obviously, you're going to organize this thing. And of course, you're going to piss off every like Muslim in the area. It's like, I get, obviously, you have your First Amendment rights. But on the flip side, I feel like... I don't know, I just feel like people shouldn't be dicks. That's really what it comes down yeah. to. It's like, wow, you're, you're, do, you're doing stuff, that because bro. you're hoping to get a rise out of the people you're antagonizing. This is, you're being a bully. The guy's being a bully. Yeah. And I don't like that. So obviously he's free to be a bully and, you know, there are other ways to stop that but like, the dude's putting this on because he wants all the Muslims to get upset to cause fights and if, obviously if they get near him and like, if they're provoked and incensed and they like, attack him then he can fire back. Yeah. And he essentially, and essentially be like, I'm allowed to murder you now. That's probably what he wanted. And yeah. it's, I think that's stupid. Like, it wasn't just like, they they did the draw Muhammad contest there again but like, there were people burning pages of the Quran. So? Outside yeah, of Have you seen the piles and piles of Bibles that have been burned in the but, Middle East? I but mean, that's... Burning a page of the Quran is not the same as drawing, the Muhammad, as drawing Muhammad. That is, like, just saying... That is anti-Islam at that point. That is, fuck Islam, we hate Islam. They're wearing fuck Islam shirts. They're burning pages of the Quran. That's different than what you originally said, which it is draw the matter, Prophet though. Muhammad. They are contest. allowed to provoke if they want to. doesn't mean it's right. Yeah. But you cannot stop them. No, and, and I agree with you that. You can't stop them with violence. Hate on it all you want. But he has the freedom to do that, so just let him do it. Yeah, I I agree with that. I think that he is. I think that he has the right to do that. I think it's just embarrassing. I think that it's the stupid. whole I mean, the whole lot of them. I, are it's obviously it's, like I said, he is literally the last person. I like if there was someone at the helm who had a legitimate like free speech motive or something, and that was the focus, I would go. You know. Yeah. But because he basically <laughs> he he's just some redneck fucking idiot. Who's just looking for like a race war at, at the deepest part of it? He's not the person who should be running that fight, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know. So it's, and like, the, there was an interview with him on Anderson Cooper, and yeah, like, he's so, he and just he just cannot string two words together. Yeah, he literally couldn't. Like, they're like, all right, so why are you organizing this? He's like, well, I just am trying to do free speech. He's like, I'm trying to do what I think is right for my children to have a better future. And it's like, and so Anderson Cooper was like, elaborate? yeah. <laughs> and Anderson Cooper was like, so you served in Iraq, and I think everyone should respect that. You're a former Marine, um, but the main purpose of the Iraq War was to install a government, is to install a, de- a democratic government in Iraq that is run by um, that is an, um, a Muslim country. It is it is an Islamic government run in an Islamic no. country. No, not an Islamic government. But it's a government. In- it's a government. Consisting of Muslims, yeah. but not an Islamic government, not Iran. Yeah, but see, this is the thing. So this is what Anderson Cooper, Anderson Cooper says. He's like, you're encouraged, like you by serving in Iraq and everyone serving in Iraq, helped to install a government that is. You're helping to prop up a Muslim-run government. Maybe not a Sharia law government, but a Muslim-run government. So if you you equate Islam to terrorism, yes, and he's like, uh, yeah. And, and so Anderson Cooper's like, so would it be fair to say that you believe that any Marine fighting in Iraq? is also promoting terrorism if you equate all of Islam to terrorism. And he's like, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, that's all he had to say. Like, <laughs> he, not, like, like he literally was just like, I'm not, I'm not saying that. And he's like, okay, so you don't believe all, like, all, is, all Muslims are terrorists. And he's that, like, no, I do believe that. That's a bit of a logic trap, though. Like, it's, that's not a real argument to make. That's just like, 
picking on the stupid redneck. <laughs> yeah, but when you have a stupid redneck who's well, sitting like, there... Yeah, well, don't be the stupid redneck. Yeah, if you have a guy who sits there and says, like, yeah, I'm hosting this rally, and they're like, why are you hosting a rally? He's like, well, I think Muslims are bad. He's like, okay, so if you think Muslims are bad, why did you go to fight and liberate an entire Muslim country and host and install a government that's going to be run by Muslims? Because if all Muslims are bad, then you don't want Muslims running a government, do you? So do you think all Marines are, are fighting to prop up a government? It's a total logic loop, but it's like... Yeah. It's just, it's like, it's not even that he, like, try, he didn't even try to fight it. He was just like, sure. No, no, no. Yeah, at one point, he literally, in the interview, was just like, sure. Yeah, fine. Like, it's like, I don't know if he just thought that he just wanted to throw his racist thoughts out there, and it accidentally caught fire, and he wasn't expecting it, or... I would if, imagine so. <laughs> yeah, like, but fuck that guy. And I'm glad that that whole debacle is over, and hopefully we don't ever hear anything about it again. I don't, th- I think that... Oh, I- we will. There's always going to be some stupid thing like that happening somewhere. So. Yeah. I have this friend that I work with, Fahad, who um, is Indian. He was raised Muslim, and he... Uh, Muslim over Muslim? That's actually how you're supposed to say it, according to him. Muslim. Muslim. Anyways, go on. So he, um, but he maintains the idea that, that Islam is a religion of peace, fundamentally. That's sad. So I want to bring him on someday well, so think, you guys can talk about all, that idea. I think the majority of religions that are at their core religion of peace. Well, yeah, because religion is just a written down version of morals that humans. Yeah, and so, I mean, obviously, <laughs> I think it probably probably there are packets of it's like a fly on the side of your head. Yeah. Oh, he's gone. It's on your shoulder now, actually. That flew off. Yeah, it's right down the back of your head now. Anyways, drilling into my skull. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It I'll, just I'll fly it out. <laughs> I feel like it, I'm sure like there are packets of Muslims in that are. It just so happens that it, you know it's been warped so far for so long in the Middle East, where like people with power have been using that as a means to maintain and hold power. But yeah, I don't doubt what he's saying. I'm sure like if you read, I, as I said, I think all religious, virtually every single religious religion is at the core concept the harmony and peace and be good to thy neighbor kind of stuff you know it's the goal yeah except maybe like satanic religions I, I guess I don't satanic call religion is not I guess I don't call that a religion I call that a cult but yeah not. it's if you're actually like sacrificing children and shit sure but people don't understand that satanism is just the religion of the individual it's I put myself above others instead of trying to be some hippie love circle bullshit in the church room like I'm not a Satanist. I don't believe in any of that shit. Because even though like Satanism doesn't technically even believe in like demons, they just believe that like humans are the real religion, right? Like, yeah. If you're gonna believe in something, believe in a human before you believe in anything else. But that's that's a dangerous thought. Yeah. Just this, the only real way is atheism, and I'm glad that I've been in that camp, and I'm gonna stay there. So. <laughs> Well, it's, yeah, so it's something that, t- that happened locally here in Phoenix, and I just wanted to touch on it and just say that that guy's an asshole. Do they actually, like, I just think that's, that's that stuff. stuff? What's up? Do they actually, like, draw Muhammad yeah. there? Okay, yeah, they I did. I don't know if they actually got around to that. I just oh, think that's, that stuff to me is just, I don't know. It's just, it just, as I was me, it's juvenile. Yeah. Hate it all you want. It's their right to. It's their right to do I'm it. I'm not saying so. it's not the right to do it, but I can still think it's stupid. And I can yeah, and no one's saying that you can't. Here's something that I was reading a lot on Twitter. So, um, but I also think that if the if they're doing a draw the Muhammad, draw the Muhammad or prophet contest, contest draw the Muhammad, draw Muhammad. But if, the if, Muhammad. if they're doing that solely with the sole goal of antagonizing a group of people so that they can start something, then I feel like that is grounds to even at least call the police and say, "Get them out of here." Nope. Just like your Nazis are allowed to walk through. Uh, 
majority Jewish neighborhoods in Chicago. I guess they've had protests. Every time they've they had protests with those Christian. Ch- the, that there's one thing if it's nonviolent. There's another thing they had like they had those the that that church that everyone hates still. I don't know Westboro, Westboro Baptist. They've had them removed from the premises because of their heckling and their heckling and their interference on ceremonies. Well, so the, you can you can they don't them. actually remove them. They just say you have to be further away. Okay, but yeah. at least like I. You know, I feel like you still have grounds as long as they get to the point where they're if they're having their little Muhammad thing on their own corner over there, but they're doing it solely for the pack, for the intention to antagonize a group of people that are close by. Like they're doing it at the mosque. Like it's only to be like I'm doing it at my house or someplace, yeah. but they're doing it at the mosque in front of the mosque with the sole purpose of antagonizing and potentially causing a problem. Well, Once it gets same, to the point, same where, thing as the people who do the pro- abortion protests on fucking Dorsey and Apache. They walk around saying. You know, the baby murderers work here and shit. It's like, well, you can't stop them. They're allowed to be assholes if they want to be. It's unfortunate. There's a fine line, and I get what you're saying, but I just think at some point, because this dude's like... He's clearly looking for an altercation. But he's not directly inciting violence. That's the difference. I think he's inciting violence by doing that. Well, no, he's not. He's hoping to incite violence. He's hoping to incite a reaction. But unless he explicitly says, I want to get into a gunfight, or I want to hurt the people in this church with weapons, or fists, or whatever... That that is grounds to get them removed. He didn't do any of that. He just yeah. drew a picture and said, "Last time someone did this, we got shot at. So bring your guns, just in case." And I think that I like the point that they're driving at that he didn't articulate at all was that. Um, <laughs> Which so then how can we attribute the point to him? But, well, the, the point that the movement is driving at yeah. is that the is that the claims that Islam is a religion of peace are false because I am like. I'm willing to bet if we go out there and draw pictures of Muhammad and antagonism, they will shoot us. And we're going to prove that by going out and doing it and hoping that they shoot at us because it will prove that Islam, Islam is not a religion of peace. I don't think that's necessarily the right way to go about that. I think it's stupid and you're well, putting this you don't even risk. need to do that anymore. It's been shown continuously over the last, like, 15 years that that's the reaction that you get. Yeah. So... But I think what you're getting at, Ken, is that idea that, like, he's he's trying to provoke an altercation because he's trying to prove that Islam is just a violent, barbarous religion, right? And like, I don't care why he's trying to do it. I just don't like the idea that he's doing it. So. Yeah. Well. And I just, like, I feel like... I mean, at the end of the day, there's nothing legally you can do about it because everyone has that that right. And they were, like, 50 feet away from the mosque, which you're supposed to be. And they, they, were, they were outside the protest distance. So. They had police there that were dividing them. And the interesting thing to see was that there was a massive counter-protest that happened, too, that was just Christians and people of all faiths showing up and saying, we stand with the mosque, like, blood, et cetera, et cetera, which, you know, was nice to see. At least they're not out inquisiting or anything like that. No, because like, they did that a thousand years ago, and that's just what <laughs> the Middle East is trying to do now. Yeah. So, uh, one of the interesting things I read on I, on Twitter a lot was um, people talking about the fact. So, uh, basically, people said if this had been a group of colored people showing up with guns to a protest, they would have all been shot on sight, pretty much, is the argument. That you have a, is facetious and terribly wrong. But Everyone's basically saying you have all these white people who show up, they, they do a protest, they're all armed, but it's totally okay. And they claim there was no police presence, which there was. There were police in riot gear forming a line between the two parties but i don't know i think that the, it's this in this argument that people are saying that's like if it had been a bunch of black people with guns who showed up who were exercising their second amendment right they would have shot on side, but i bet they probably would have gotten more attention from the police yeah like they they might would have it would have been profiled yeah yeah do you think that they would have been all arrested that no, they would well, you can't arrest them for protesting with a gun on them they're not doing anything illegal yeah 
But do you think that that would have happened anyways because of racial bias in police forces? No, because you can't illegally arrest someone. Just because you can't illegally arrest someone doesn't mean like shady shit doesn't happen. Yeah, but then... I don't think it comes out that they arrested a bunch of people who are just standing there with a gun and a sign... And then the police get fucked. Like, but nothing will happen to the police as we saw. Like, like that's one of the arguments is that like I don't think what happened here in Phoenix, but like if that had been something in like if it's Baltimore or Baltimore, like I could see like you know, and that I guess that's kind of what I'm getting at too. Is this whole it's a similar process? Like they're just they're trying to antagonize a group, and I know like oh well, you know they have their rights, but like at the end of the day, the outcome is always way worse than it should be when these things happen. Like, yeah. It's. I think it's unfortunate. I think these things. It is unfortunate, but you have to respect it. That's because if that goes away, then then it snowballs. You lose everything. I don't. Else. I don't like not respect the right. I'm just saying, like, it's stupid. I think it's just incredibly stupid. No, and I is. and I feel like, like I feel like if it was a bunch of black people there and it was in St. Louis and I feel like there was a rally and it was a like the Muhammad rally or or any not <laughs> that would be just a whatever oh, whatever rally, like a like, fuck the police rally. Like, I could totally see somehow something breaking out, and, you know, each side would be like, well, he started, and the other side would be, he started, you know? Well, it's just like that one, what was the Boston Massacre, <laughs> like, who shot first? Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, if you believe Assassin's Creed, it was planned by the Templars. God. Jesus Christ, get me out of here. Yep. So, uh... Kill that conversation, Steve. Yep. <laughs> and Assassin's take it right Creed into the realm of video killing games. any intelligent discourse. Yep. So, uh... On to uh, geek and entertainment news. We have uh, what's up? Real quick, did you guys have? It's been a couple weeks. Have you seen the Jeb Bush thing where he's talked about like invading? Invading? Who? He just said invading Iraq was a good decision. Agreed. Yeah. He Man. was like, "Well, no, he was like, I would invade Iraq right now." Again? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, couldn't hurt. Those were his, those were <laughs> those were his words. He came out and then he like had the lot. Then he spent the last week back. The backtracking. The literally at a rally and he was like, "I think we should reinvade Iraq." I don't think Re- 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 not that uh, the original vision was correct, but he's like, I think we should go in right. right. What now. was his reasoning? Just because I because we need to fucking fix it. We broke the shit out of it and then left it there. <laughs> it was broken when we got there. Yes, we and just then, made it worse. No, we didn't make it worse. That's the thing. It's you, you trade one dictatorist regime for another. Like I, one would argue that nothing really changed, except for the people that are actually trying now. Under Saddam, you couldn't try, because Saddam just kills you. But there's a government that's willing to support its people. There just happens to be another fucking Taliban, you know? Well, we had that... Uh, there was that story about that girl that went up to... to I think it was in New York or something, and she went up to Jeb Bush after he had he spoke at a rally. What do you think about George Bush creating ISIS? Uh, and basically, she was like, you know, you keep saying that uh, ISIS was created by um, by people who were terrorists and by, by, by like, the... By right by extremist Islam, like extremist Muslims, but re- in reality, ISIS was created when your brother invaded Iraq. Not true. And caused and essentially went in there, destroyed the entire regime, and let and let uh, what is it? Let civil war essentially erupt after and didn't do anything about it to help anybody. So essentially, your brother created ISIS, and George Bush and Jeb Bush was like, uh, I don't know, <laughs> like. His, he wasn't really able well, to Well, you can't give, like, a walking five-second response to that, right? That requires a lot of There's a lot deeper, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can't just be like, well, let's debate the politics of it here on the sidewalk while I'm trying to walk into my job. Like, no. Well, no, it was after a rally, so he was doing meet-and-greets with okay. people. And during well, a meet-and-greet. Well, so he's, I'm sure he's got a lot other meet-and-greets to do. He's yeah. a busy man. 
So she, uh, I don't know, she went up and basically said, your brother created ISIS, and he didn't really have a response ISIS for that. was created by poverty and ignorance and people praying. That's like the same question as the, which is your loop. Yeah, yeah is, which is what every extremist movement in the Middle East has always been. It's a few people with crazy fucking ideologies who go to people who have nothing, and they don't have the prospect of ever getting anything and saying, I'll give you 20 bucks to go shoot at the U.S. soldier. And now he's part of the Taliban. You once you're in, you don't get out. So it's yeah. blood in, blood out. You know, like in so. for life. What's that? So, yeah. So uh, Microsoft, or uh, rumors have rumor has it, Microsoft is trying to buy Silent the Silent Hill franchise for multiple billions of dollars well, and release that, Silent right. Hills on Xbox One exclusively. That's not even worth multiple billions of dollars. Which is, yeah, it's weird that that number came up. Maybe multiple hundreds of millions if they're getting literally every game that's ever existed for Silent Hill full rights that they can deny to anyone else. Yeah. But Silent Hills would not... It's not going to sell 100 million copies, you know? Like, you're not going to get that money back, so... And then they're just going to farm the development out for the newer games to some shit company who's never going to do a good job. (laughs) Yeah, they, um... Which is what happened for the last couple of games in the series. Well, apparently Silent Hills was 80% complete. Yeah, it was almost fucking... <laughs> like, yeah, Guillermo del Toro came out and said that. He's like, we got so... <laughs> tried so hard and I got so, so far. Hard, but in the end, it doesn't even matter. matter. Yeah, so um, there's... there's I Maybe those, those are just rumor numbers because, I mean... No way, it's a yeah. billion dollars. I mean, when you think about, like... Yeah, not one billion. Like, Twitch was bought by Amazon for a billion dollars. But Twitch made that money back in, like, ten days. Yeah, you know? but I'm saying, like... <laughs> but, like, that's the purchase of an entire company, not just a franchise. So I think we could see it for several hundred million dollars. Oh. No. You don't think even several hundred million dollars? No. What do you think, like... How much do you think the Silent Hills franchise is worth? A hundred million dollars? Like... I don't know. It'll be. I would, I would, I would guess, say it would be. I go like max two hundred million, just because the amount of IP that you're getting out of that, a whole bunch of completed games that you're now denying to other platforms. Well, it's not the completed games that will make them any money. It's the. Well, I know. It's the. It's so the they probably won't even care about that. To be honest, the the big deal is the name is just the brand. The brand of Silent Hill. How much do the brand of Silent Hill is in the future? How many games are they going to produce? And of that, how many games? How much profit are they going to make off that? And that's what you have to do when you do a valuation of some, the value of an asset. And it's not, it's definitely not $100 million. I think Silent Hills would sell 10 million copies. So that's fine, but 10 million copies, so. It's 50 that's, million dollars, right? No, that's, no, that's 500 million. That's 500 million dollars. That's revenue, but that's not profit. Right, yeah. the cost that it takes to run that stuff, the distribution, the, the production cost, like well, not to mention they're basically having to pay against. What are the last silent? What are the last Silent Hills sell? Like how many not, copies? They sell not, uh, not a lot. Maybe because it wasn't any lot. good. Maybe they, one, two. So maybe. <laughs> this one in particular. Well, because it's so much better. This like one, this one yeah, had so this is, much. This more was hyper literally in it. the ten million copies. Is a the, lot. Ten million copies is way that's a, a lot. That's, a that's ton like of every person who owns an Xbox One in the United States. That's like not even like, okay. So maybe that's yeah, a. I think a like, couple million. Well, say like okay, so. I can see like like if you get three million, that's like I, like how much is Call of Duty sold? I'm I'm, I'm actually interested. The most know. recent one. Yeah, the, the or the best one. How many copies? Because that that to me is like the game that has the most. Sales. What is it? Well, uh, Destiny technically is one. I okay, maybe that. Well, I'm just trying to give out like a really large. I'm trying to. I'm. I'm intrigued to see. What see it. what a big super triple right. A and ten million. Um, let's see. You always do this wrong when you're searching for a number. 
There's one place to go, and that's Wikipedia, Steve. <laughs> no, that's other true. article's already up. We're stuck. <laughs> um, let's see. MPD just, does not provide specific sales figures for individual titles, so we'll never know how many. Yeah. <laughs> we only have one shot, one link to open. That's our chance. But, I mean, De- Destiny has, what, like 10 million active players for it? At, at their peak, I don't. I mean, obviously, it's gone down because that game. Well, and Destiny's a little different than like Sound Hill because Destiny is meant to be. Those games yeah, tend they to don't get... provide numbers for COD, but yeah, it's a lot. But it's wonder. I wonder why they don't provide number for, numbers for COD, but they provide numbers for games like Grand Theft Auto. Well, fine, 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 do, do GTA then. Just do do. Well, I'm, just, I'm trying GTA to find GTA numbers are going to be skewed because they did. They're like tr- three. I'm just. Tr- I'm just trying to find a triple A title. Doesn't matter what one it is, just a single launch of a AAA title. So, so within 24 hours of its release, GTA 11.21 million million sold. 11.2 million copies in the first week. In the first week, or no, sorry, um, within 20, 20 24 hours of release. And so, now do you think that Silent Hill can get like is that uh, six weeks after 29 million? 29 million, but that's two retailers. That's not people actually buying it. But technically, that's the company already making their money, right? Like. That's how they make their money, is by yeah. selling it to resellers and sell it to people. I think that Silent Hills, with the amount of hype that was generated by PT, would have sold... I would say a many? max $5 Because people it's, it's like, different universally genre, fucking loved that, the PT trailer. Like, there, no one had a bad thing to say about it, except for the righteous fact but that like the P- ending yeah. for it was terrifying. But like, PT is a game like, I wouldn't... Or- like I wouldn't have bought Silent Hills. Well, so they originally it was originally going to PS, be a PS4 exclusive. The PS4 has sold at least twenty million units worldwide as of March. Okay, so like, so that's your pool. That's your pool of people who could. So buy even it. if you say five million of that, right? Maybe open twenty five percent. I just don't think that five million sales like at fifty bucks a piece. You, but you have fifty million. That's right? how much. That's so that's revenue. But you got to measure how much it takes to develop the game. Well, take that out twenty percent of the game. Also, <laughs> revenue is they're not getting the full fifty. Right, like so they yeah they say, sold it. Say at, they get half of that. They sold it. At like, no, they they get most of it. The retailers only get five five dollars. No, but the, I'm talking about cost, like the cost to distribute, the cost of yeah. production, all that stuff. Like they're not keeping. Most of them are in the hole. They're not keeping. They they lose a lot. So like I don't know. At the end of the day, it's like, does that all total up to a hundred million dollars? Then if not, they're not going to purchase. Oh, it but that over the lifetime, right? That's I mean, if Silent Hills is successful, which I feel like having Norman Reedus having. Uh, Kojima and Del Toro working on that would have been super successful. Like, not... It will never be, like, COD successful because it's a horror game. It's a, still a niche Yeah, market. successful, but is it $100 million and, and but value? But, but like, two sequels and... Does, uh, they they like, do they guarantee that Kojima and them are on the game still? Well, I don't no. think anyone... But so they're not so... so uh, actually, if, if Microsoft probably could. Get but, him, but I'm get saying... But I'm saying if, so if you bought Sign of Franchise, but Kojima's not on it anymore, and you try to make another one, but it's made by some other dude that's not Kojima, not this great team. Well, no, that's the problem. It's a hamstrung series now. No one well, that's what I'm saying. So, like, anymore. and that's my point about the valuation. It's like then you can't value that company or that the IP that high. Now, if you like, honestly, if they were to value 100 million, if they got to that high, that, my guess is in there. There's some kind of agreement that like Kojima or someone, some kind of there's some kind of specialty. There's some kind of specialty in that purchase. That blocks them into some special advantage that no one else has. Otherwise, you wouldn't do that because well, you just Xbox said the other side of the suck, right? Yeah, the other side. Not all of them, like, but the, the first, last good one. So you're saying what makes the game great is Kojima and his crew putting on a great game. Yeah. So if you can't guarantee that he's going to put the next great game, why would you value the next 
the future IP is that doesn't even matter that much to either. Then, like the COD series has the name brand that like no matter who you know puts their dick in that game, it'll come out and be great. You know, but wake up. (laughs) (laughs) But can you? You know, it it doesn't sound like to me at least. Like I wouldn't go out of my way and buy a sound. I might buy this one because Kojima's awesome, but I wouldn't go out of my way. Like if it was the, every they buy yearly release of Silent Hill, I'm like, oh, I gotta go get the next Silent Hill game. You know, I don't think it's got that kind of like branding, so I don't think it's worth. Like I think if it was just just this game, I could see maybe like twenty million dollars to buy the whole game. That probably wouldn't just, even just, pay yeah, off. Yeah, but it's just a seller's game. market, yeah. right? I mean, they're they want to buy it and they're trying to buy it from I think. Capcom, Konami, Konami. and Konami is offloading all of its properties because they're they're moving exclusively. The future's in mobile. Yeah, they're moving exclusively to mobile development. I feel like if they bought uh, Silent Hills, they'd get Kojima back in instinct. So be like, I fucking hit Konami. It's not owned by Konami anymore. Well, that's fine, but (laughs) obviously, if you can get Kojima as part of the deal, then the valuation of the franchise and have him confirm that he will make more stuff yeah. for you. Mm-hmm. Then yes, then the value of the franchise goes up. Well, he's looking for a new home. Maybe part of uh, that contract is buying Kojima. I'm just, saying, I'm just saying if it's just the Silent franchise, I don't think it's worth... It's definitely not worth billions. It's definitely not worth hundreds of millions. Well, we'll see if, it, if any of that actually pans out. I mean... Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they go with that. And uh, I guess we'll know that if they pay a billion dollars for it, they wait overpaid. Or they at least paid... they, they know something that we don't right. know. Yeah, or, they, or, must, or, they must have or some, they kind of some kind of Yeah, they got some kind of special... Because like... I don't think that the sales are going to get from Xbox One Silent Hill purchases. Really well, especially good. Xbox One exclusive. Like, it seems like if you're going to acquire a new IP, well, maybe it's Microsoft- timed exclusive or something. Yeah, but- it did, I mean, obviously, it's like for Microsoft, it's like its own games go <laughs> on other platforms. Mike, so, here, here's the the year is 20XX. Here's the future of how Silent Hill works. <laughs> Bought by Microsoft. You have to pay per scare. <laughs> you pay fifty dollars for the game, and every time you enter a new the room, connect, you the connect is tracking your like jumpiness. <laughs> yeah. So like, it's, it's like, oh, it seems like you like that one. Ten dollars, motherfucker. Stealth. It's like stealth tracking all of your like heart rate and shit. And yep. She's like, oh, heart rate spike, ten dollars. What are you looking at? So, I was just looking at Xbox One sales numbers. Apparently, the Xbox One has only sold ten million units, while the PS4 has sold twenty two point three. Are we done worldwide? Because well, Japan probably takes half of that worldwide. Yeah, the PS3 does way better in Japan and Europe than the Xbox. Because America, yeah. Well, yeah. and even when the PS4 oh, and the shit. Xbox, also when the PS4 came out first, remember? Yeah, the Wii knocked the whole, shit out of the park. That was crazy. The what? Wii sold over a hundred million units. Yeah, the count and first. the Wii U sold 10, 20 maybe, maybe total nine point five four. Yeah, so the Wii was just like the new. That was when like touch screens and it was like the new motion sensor was like huge, and like they catered. It's like as much as you bashed Nintendo for. The casual bullshit. The casualness, like I'm, I'm guessing they made way more money. On well, that's why they kept than... the Wii U being a shit machine instead of because they they thought the casual but audience. Their problem is their problem is the casual audience already has a, buy a second. Right, they already have a Wii. Yeah. They don't need a Wii U because it does the same thing. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it like that's why you cater them. And so if you your pool is so large, I'm sure freaking like Wii Fit even the purchase of Wii Fit probably dwarf even like Call of Duty sales. Like in profit, I yeah, can see, I can see that. If you one out of every three Wii's is buying that, it's thirty three freaking three million for a hundred dollars a piece. <laughs> like, yeah. all right, um, let's see. Nintendo held its Nintendo Direct to get uh, today um, and showed a bunch of different stuff, including the remake for Dragon Quest Eight. 
Uh, to, and amongst the stuff they showed was two more Monster Hunter games that are going to be announced for, that have been announced for the 3DS. Uh, Poka Poka Iru Village DX and Monster Monster Hunter X, which is apparently pronounced Monster Monster Hunter Cross. So every time you see an X in a Japanese game, by it itself, means cross, it's cross. Apparently. It's not X. So Monster Hunter Cross, Cross is another Monster Hunter franchise. Apparently they're going to focus on alternate alternate weapons and making it flashier, but it's probably just going to be another Monster Hunter game. Um, Surprise! It's Poka, a fucking winning formula. Like Poka Poka Iru Village is Animal Crossing with Monster Hunter. Apparently. Which, how they the should just bring back Monster Rancher. I love that game. Monster, oh, Rancher. Monster Rancher. What was the uh, uh, Mochi? That was like the, the main dude's Animal slave that he had going the, on. That with one him. with the huge eye or whatever. No, Go that, look it up. That was the like comic relief, like huge eye guy. But there's he had like a wolf or something of some sort. No, the yeah, I'm not talking about the eye, I'm talking about the Yeah, no, his like the main characters is like special Pokemon guy. You need to go to images. They on Google. Yeah, I know the guy So this thing, the I do I'm talking about to the right, the thing. penguin, yes. Oh the penguin. The mo it's called Mochi. And then yeah. the guy in the back just looks like Megatron. The golem. <laughs> the golem. His head is literally Megatron's head. Oh man. I remember watching a little bit oh, of Monster see, there's, Rancher. there's the wolf. I thought I remember thinking Monster Rancher was where Monster Hunter sprung out of. <laughs> but that's not the case. No, that was actually a fun games. there was a fun the game. The PS one game for that, yeah. It, it was, was really crazy in depth. It was too. great because you would merge the monsters to get different combinations <laughs> Hold on, no 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 go on, go on, go on. So who does that rock with no legs and only arms remind you of? Could it be Geodude? Wait, where is it? To the right of the picture you're on. Oh psh. Is that Monster Rancher? Yes. Yeah, yeah that's, it's just that's Geo Dude. That's it's so sad to me how like rip off Monster Rancher was though. It came too soon after Pokemon started, I think. Yeah. But, oh man. Yeah. So those that should be fairly was, interesting. That game was cool. Monster Rancher. Well, because it also didn't have like some you, weird you, card reader or something. Well, basically, uh, there might have been that, but you basically raised. You had a. You literally had a ranch, a range of animal, or like a range of these monsters. And you, what you do is you would like splice them and like breed them, and you could get and like it was different. So tight. You get different <laughs> skills and traits, and you also get like hybrids and like obviously like the offspring of this dude. You know, you got like the wolf. You put the wolf, and you put the rock wolf, and you get like this rock wolf. I just said like rock wolf twice. But the rock wolf. Yeah, and uh, but then you could do it multiple times, and they each have different skills and different skill sets, and, and then, then and then, then you would take them to the and then you would take them to competitions. You would take your basically like as a breeder battle. It was just kind of like make your own Pokemon. It was like what the Pokemon. Their little like um, tournament thing should have been your like breeding championships with the like the skill like what the contest the beauty, beauty contest contest yeah in the in game they had that yeah and po- well, in Pokemon they've got the like beauty contest you go to and you get Pokemon yeah. and do all the skills and shit but like this is like you breed your Pokemon you breed or you breed your monster you ranch it out and then and you put it through like training courses too I remember yeah. that to make it like to stronger. get their attributes yeah to get certain attributes higher and then yeah then you took it to the battle the Coliseum nice. I wish I had the time to get into those games again. Like those really in-depth minutia games where it's like... I've been playing Alpha Sapphire recently, actually. Is it good? It's... I mean, it's Sapphire. That's where I dropped off originally was Sapphire and Ruby. I'm actually liking it a lot more just because they added a a bunch of, like, little details. Like, the thing I love about every subsequent Pokemon game, and I wish that they would do this more expansively, is... Every now and then, you'll get HM use actually showing the Pokemon that you're using it with. So, like, for me, I have a Sharpedo. And he's got Surf. 
And when I use Surf with my Sharpedo, there's a model of me on top of a Sharpedo using Surf. And he actually is a special icon that moves faster than other people who have Surf. So literally, I got into the ocean, I was just like... <laughs> like, you, it's fucking fast. Nice. It's, I traverse a whole zone in like two seconds. But I, I really wish they would do more of that. But it's just those little things that like... They pulled me back in. I turn EXP share off. It's just like playing a normal Pokemon game again. Yeah. Now. It's not easy mode. Although, like, I forgot that it was on for the longest time when I got back in. So I got to, like, the fourth gym. And my Sceptile is, like, level 50. And he wouldn't listen to me anymore. I'm like, well, I Nothing <laughs> fuck I can do. me. I gotta keep getting these badges. But, like, I don't know. It's a lot of fun. And because of the addition of the mega stones i'm actually using people i normally would never use because they fucking are stupid and their stats suck like camerupt numel like look him up and tell me he isn't the dumbest looking fucking thing ever is numel the like llama rock camel like he's the, the camel. first evolution for that guy what yeah yeah the rock camel the, yes the, who is super camel. slow defense oriented which those are the kinds that i hate like my pokemon the ideal pokemon to me is High speed and high attack or special attack, so I can just kill you in one hit and win the battle. You Apparently, know? you can't have a species, and the species is numb. That's Numel, right? Yeah, that's the, the And first his species evolution. is numb. The numb. They Pokemon. are dumb. Look at his abilities. Simple and oblivious. Those are the names of his special abilities he can get. But Camerupt has a, a, a mega evolution now. And so it's like, well, you know, I normally wouldn't even like bother having you on my team, but since I can turn you into a rad... Radical super thing, mega camerops. Is that what he what he's called? Yeah, that's what they're called. What? Yeah, he just turns into a one single volcano. He's a volcano thing. And then there's mega sharpedo, which I well, I haven't gotten the stone for yet. But so wait, really ruby cam camerupt and sharpedo were the omega ruby and alpha sapphire main Pokemon. The mascots? No, they oh. just that was someone the just put that on there. Well, okay. those were the debuts for their mega stones. Yeah. So like. And they actually, holy shit, that looks awesome. Delicious. But they actually added a whole new sequence after the game, and then a other, another whole new sequence after that new sequence. There's the there's the main game up through the Elite Four. Mm-hmm. Then there's what's called the Delta episode, where you go and finish up like the team storyline. Because I'm at the part where I've beaten Team Aqua. They they failed, right? Now I just have to finish the game, do the Elite Four, and do normal trainer things so they don't like factoring the story at all. The Delta episode is resolution for them, and then there's a whole set of stuff at the Battle Resort that happens after that that's sort of just like your, your slide into the end game. Here's where all like the best items are and everything. So there's a lot more content, and I don't know. I just, I've been having fun with it. It's easy. See, I remember the days when, um, I remember when Gold and Silver and Crystal came out. And you, when you beat those, the best. you got to go, go back to Kanto yeah. and start again that was with all your the awesome best Pokemon that you already surprise had. of any game yes. that I have ever played. Yeah. You so had I two had, Pokemon games in one. I had gold, yes, and I beat the Elite Four. I was like, ah, oh, I feel like I was a bit underleveled. Like, I feel usually you're like 60s, mid 60s yeah. when you're fighting the Elite Four because they're around there, but like the Elite Four in Gold and Silver is like 
high 40s, low 50s, and you, I felt a little bit, and then I go and talk to the professor, he's like, by the way, a whole new world. like, all right, well, I'm down for that. Yeah, it was so Go awesome. fight Red on the Mountain and never beat him, because his Pikachu is like level 100. And <laughs> you never beat him? I never even tried. I think I, I beat him. I just didn't take the time to do it. Yeah, I, I beat the shit out of gold, dude. I had gold, and I just destroyed that game. I played it so much. I just, the only thing I hated was... Because gold and silver is when they introduced dark, mm-hmm. and dark sucked in those days. Like, all like I wanted Umbreon super bad, so I got Umbreon worst move set of any Pokemon I've ever got. Like Umbreon's whole move set was basically like Swagger, Sand Attack, and all this other shit that was meant to do like status debuff. Yeah, and then bite, and it's like, well, you're not. Unless they flinch. Yeah. Well, that, that shit is cheap, but like, I don't know. It, it's pulled me back in. I've been playing it. Just since I know I'll never beat Bravely Default again, so <laughs> just did, waiting did you for beat the next. No, I got. No. I'm stuck in the, the the bonus dungeon and I'll never get out. So. Yeah, you were on your way. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just sort of waiting for Fire Emblem If to come out, and I just I I just haven't been able to get into Pokemon in a long time. I think the last Pokemon I played like extensively was Sapphire. I XY ruined it for me a lot. Like I like I it was just so easy. I own game. XY. And I haven't opened it. Like, it literally is just sitting on my, like, bookshelf. And it's back I will say I had a lot of fun playing XY, like... But the the EXP share, that just ruins it for me. Because you don't have to try at that point. Yeah. Like, you get an EXP share, you turn it on, and because it doesn't... It doesn't take away getting experience for your Pokemon that's fought in the battle. They get the full amount. And then everyone else in the party gets, like, half of it. Evenly. And it's like... Uh, you know, you can get a new guy. Like, I, I my team was it at, just, like... It like, prevents the, the whole process of, like, training your Pokemon. Well, yeah. One, no, to. it doesn't prevent it. It just makes it worth more, which means the time, like, sort of is worth less because you're oh, not right. working. Well, that's what I meant. Like, you don't have to work as hard to, like, get <laughs> yeah. it. So, like, the fun for me is, like, getting your Pokemon and choosing your team. And getting the right never, natures and getting the right stats. Yeah, I don't know. I just... I, like... I mean, I go through most Pokemon games never, you know, losing well, a single time. You know what I mean? Like, it's not... I, there's never true, that yeah. fear of, like, oh, I'm going to lose. So yeah. the Can, fun am of, I not going to win this? The, yeah. fun of, the, fun of, the fun of the game was more of the, the getting of the Pokemon and capturing them all and training them up because... And getting them leveled, you know. And versus, versus like, oh, I got to make... Team. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. You want you guys want to hear an interesting story about how I almost died last night driving home from here? You almost died? <laughs> this fucking... I was at the light for almost school and university, and I'm just sitting there, and the light turns green. I'm like, okay. So I start to go. This truck was speeding behind me and decided, I need to pass this guy, but I can't pass him on the right. I'm in the left lane, so I will pass him by going into the left turn lane, oh. into the other side's left turn lane where a car was incoming, so he had to like super turn. When I was literally like this far away from him, I was just like, just like slam my brakes on and just fucking laid on the horn and followed him until he got out of the way. Like, oh my god! It was just, like you were like, Wait. well, yeah. I just like I started. I was just like, and then I started like driving behind him and flipping him off and stuff. Man, if there was ever a time where you should have been allowed to shoot someone and get away with it, it would have been that because he put like three different lanes of people at risk. Just so he could turn into the left after the light. Jesus. Where Couldn't he... just slow down 
and then go into the left. Like, no, fuck this. So he just wanted to make a left turn right so, after the light? That's all he wanted to yeah, do? Yeah, he literally, like, here's the left turn lane. I'm going like this. He turns into the left turn lane, turns into the end. Like, like crosses in, the intersection crosses instead the intersection of left. in the left turn lane as a car is coming in. So he has to swerve out the way, swerves in front of me, and then immediately swerves into left turn lane to turn into something that's on the other corner. Probably a bar. It's like, you fucking piece like, of shit. Jesus, yeah. And that's... then I get home, I park, I'm checking my gun, making sure it's safe and everything, because I'm walking back into my house. And there's and a, ram- some a round dude, missing. Some dude comes up into my... Or comes up to my car and starts like paddling on the the doors. I'm like, "Are you want to do this?" Like, did you I will, draw, did you draw I had it? my gun out. I was like, "What are you gonna do?" And he ran away. I was like, "Really? All right." Is it just some guy? It was just a... some drunk asshole. He's literally was like, <laughs> and then like ran away. I was like, "I have a gun in my hand. You can see it." <laughs> wow. <sighs> did you know? Did he know that you had a gun? I don't know. I don't know if he could see because the, there's like a light right there, and I. I know that there's glare in that windshield, so I, you know, I hope he doesn't think that I was trying to threaten him because I was literally just like, it's my safety on, cool, okay. But yeah. it scared the shit out of me. I literally, he did it, I flicked my safety off, I was like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh people are so fucking stupid. Like, why can't you just live in a way that doesn't bother other people? <laughs> it's such a simple idea, but no one seems it's to be able to manage it. there's too many humans in this world. That's true. It's impossible to not to bother each other. Some. Yeah, imagine so, if you lived in a place like India election. where for every one of you there are five more people. Like, imagine if we lived what? in India. So in India, there's five times as many people as there are in the U.S. There's 1.5 billion people. In India, there's 300 million in the U.S. That would be like us three sitting here and then there were five more there people. Are 15 for, other people. Yeah, 15 other people too. in this room who were just chilling here. Like... You know, and like it's just like that everywhere you go. Like, oh, but that's no also space. why you get China, like rampant sexual abuse. Well, India's smaller than China, though. Yeah. They've got yeah. they have the problem. China of has mountains, huge people per square miles, right? Yes. <laughs> like for per square kilometer, it's like there's a 50 story building that's just made of mud and spit. And like, you know, <laughs> hope like, it works out. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, like China, China's huge, and its population is centralized in specific locations. India is just filled with people. Like, you go to India, and then you, there are people pressing, like, practically getting pushed over the border because there's so many people in India. But like, they can't go there because Pakistan hates them. Yeah. Like, so everyone just stands shoulder to shoulder. Like, oh, shoot. And waits to die. <laughs> like, so. Uh, yeah, that was my... That's terrifying. That was just so stupid. I hate that people drive like that. That doesn't make any sense to me. It's... You're putting other people's lives at risk, and no one realizes that. And there's well, nothing we can do. Yeah, well, there's, that's there's the most frustrating. A, I should be able to just shoot a tire out if someone does that. It's like I don't know. There, I've, and there, of course, there's no police around. Never. It's 11:30 on a busy street, and there's not a single fucking police officer in like a hundred miles. You know, it's come on because they're all at, they're all two miles away in Tempe. Yeah. Where nothing is happening. Well, <laughs> we yeah. gotta get the drunk kids. You know exactly. But then they missed the drunk guy who almost... Who fucking almost runs, runs me off the road. So did you follow him into the left? left no, the I, I was just like, I'm not... I don't want to do this tonight. I just wanted to make him... Because I don't think he even understood what he did. I think he literally... Like, I'm just, just making like, a left lane. Yeah. yeah, it's like, I'm just making a left turn. What's the problem? It's like, um, you almost like drove me into the other car in the other lane because you fucking like shunted yourself between two cars with no space. Uh, ugh. Fuck them. If you're, if you're listening to this, come find me. I've got a bullet with your name on it. <laughs> you need to make a ball medicine. <sighs> Alright. Anything else? 
Anything so. else for this week? And on that high, highly said, and on that note. highly rage, <laughs> that rage filled note, that's sack up for this week. I'm Steve. Go murder Sunken. Sack up, nerd. <laughs>